Hello, and welcome to P.S. We Have Orders. This is another bonus episode that Shay and I will be bringing you today. Um, we're super excited about this one because this is the very first guest that we're going to be having on P.S. We Have Orders. Um, Shannon, do you want to talk a little bit about this guest we have coming on? Well, it's really sweet because she's a friend of mine here in Okinawa. I met her through one of the spouse socials. As someone who has always enjoyed people with um, crazy color hair, tattoos, I immediately was, I, I don't know, I just immediately gravitated towards her because I was like, you seem like you're fun. I feel like just kind of from there, we always have had a pretty steady, like, friendship and, you know, as she's, a, she's another spouse that is about the same age range as us. She doesn't have kids. She's another crazy cat lady mom. It's just, I don't know, I think it's just she falls into our grouping. Um, I did want to add before we actually get into our interview with Taylor that we had every intention of doing this on Military Spouse Appreciation Day, but that actually turned out to be weeks ago. It is still Military Appreciation Month of May. Um, so yeah. So thank Rolling you with the punches. Yeah, exactly. All right. So without further ado, let's introduce you to Taylor. Welcome, Taylor. How are you doing tonight? Uh, hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Of course. I mean, yes. you are our first guest, so of course we have to say hello and welcome. Thank you so much for tolerating yes. us right now. Yeah, and I just met Taylor through um, the internet a few weeks ago. We started talking, and I'm really excited to have you here. I think yeah, your artwork is amazing. I, I know I have some of it on my wall, and it's just so sweet and beautiful, and thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm excited to be here. Taylor, you, I mean, guess one thing that we all have in common, I met Taylor actually here in Okinawa. And, you know, the great thing we all have in common is that we're all great military spouses, right? Oh, yeah, the best. Mm, something like that. The best of military spouses. <laughs> so, Taylor, it's the you, best job in the world. It's, it's something. <laughs> well, what, it, what is the joke that it's um, the hardest job in the military, yep. right, guys? There you go. <laughs> Uh, so if you want Taylor um I guess just give us a little bit of background like as a military spouse like I mean how many years has your husband been in I mean what's your experience really oh god you're gonna make me think um how long has he been in now I think it's coming up on eight years he's been in um and I mean as you've known Shannon we're high school sweethearts um yeah we met when we were 16 and we've been you know together ever since we got married four or five years after being together so we were young adults early 20s when we got married and it's funny again I know I know that you know this story Shannon but I was actually going to yeah I was going to school full-time doing criminal justice wanted to be a police officer (laughs) not not so great right now but (laughs) (laughs) and I really wanted to go into detective work and work for like special victims unit but then Andrew decided to join the military actually a month before I was going to sign for uh, the police academy. And he, yeah, he decided to join. So I was like, okay, I guess uh, I got to choose a different career path now. And art's always been, I guess, a hobby of mine. I started my business that I have now in 2008. So actually a little bit before I knew Andrew. So I just kind of picked that back up again after he joined and we moved from Texas to Florida 
And I'll be honest, uh, the first like two or three years being a military spouse, I didn't really think about my business. I was too busy like trying to figure out being an adult and a young adult whose life changed, got married, moved across the country, because we moved from, like I said, Texas to Florida. So halfway across the country, at least for America. I feel like me and you have a very mirrored beginning because I mean, I met Sean in high school. You know, we were together four years before we got married and it's like, I feel like I changed my path about three or four different times until I ended up where I am now. I mean, for goodness sake, I was seconds away from signing the dotted line to go to college for two years for culinary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't really be a chef while you're a military spouse. I mean, you can be, but good luck trying to hold a position well. Yeah, like you you can be a chef, but you're going to work at the E-Club, you know, like it's (laughs) not going to be amazing. Taylor, I want to ask, so your husband decided to join a month before you were going to start police academy. Did you ever feel like he derailed your life and made his work more priority than yours? Because I think I would have been really salty. Were you salty or was it like a joint decision you guys came to together? It was, it was a little bit of both, I guess, because um, I, I had wanted to be a police officer and was interested in criminal justice since like the age of five. So it was kind of just like all of a sudden, like my dreams just kind of stopped. But we loved each other and it just made, I don't know, like, I guess I didn't really think about it in a negative way. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like things are going to change. Like, of course we're together. And we talked about it obviously before he joined. Right. And I decided like if I was going to follow him or not, or continue to pursue going to school and joining the police academy, I guess a lot factored into it too, before we had reached that part of our life. When I, we were still in high school, I had been accepted into um, LCAD, which is like the Harvard of art schools in, in um, California. Oh, wow. And Andrew didn't even skip a beat. I was like, well, if I go to California, like, what are you going to do? And he was like, oh, I'll move out there. Like, I'll find an apartment. He was like, you know, I'll find a way to make it work. I mean, I didn't end up going and we stayed in San Antonio. And then, you know, a couple of years later, he decided to join. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that kind of factored into like how he had responded to my dreams in the beginning, but it just kind of worked out better at the time. Like him joining was a really good foot in the door for us getting our lives started somewhere else. Right. That was it Texas. I know a lot of military right. kids, you know, want to get out of, you know, their hometowns. Yeah. So it's kind of a little bit of that too. So yeah, we were on the same page. It was hard, but it wasn't, it wasn't so negative. It wasn't bad. Okay. You didn't see yeah. it in negative lighting, which is really good to hear. Cause a lot of people, like you were saying, Perry was like, you know, I'd be salty. And it's like, I won't lie. There was definitely several times I had to like, I felt like I was juggling multiple things, trying to figure out what did I want to be when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And, him and, just- and that can change. I feel like in the military, that kind of changes as you go. It's like, okay, what do I want to be? And then it's like, well, what can I realistically be? But let's just leave that right in. Um, so Taylor, you being an amazing artist, like talk about being an artist that travels around. I can imagine, I know you do digital art, yeah. Um, but do you also do other kind of mediums? Like, do you have to pack and bring a lot of art supplies with you everywhere you go? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I originally started out as a traditional artist. And obviously that's not super easy or convenient to travel with. I still do traditional art, I guess, as more like fun. But the digital art is definitely a lot easier and a lot more mobile. Um, especially now living in Japan, like when we've gone back to the States to visit family, you know, I can just grab my iPad and, you know, bring my computer and I don't have to bring like a whole bunch of paints and tins and sketch notebooks and then watercolor paper. So it's definitely a lot easier, definitely easier being a digital artist or convenient. More convenient. And how long have you been a digital artist? I know you said you started as a more traditional artist. 
So like I said, when we first, you know, PCS and moved to Florida, uh, I kind of put all that on the back burner and wasn't really doing any kind of art, which was really weird for me because my whole life I've been pretty consistent with art. And then, yeah, we, uh, we, we bought a house and we moved and I was just like, I'm not really happy what I'm doing right now. I've spent a lot of years just doing nothing, I guess, like kind of just mm-hmm. existing. Like floating and, around. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? One day I was just like, you know what? I want to take this really serious. Did some research and I was like, I want to buy an iPad. And in 2017, I think it was, I bought an iPad and I haven't really put it down since. Okay. Wow. That's so pretty that's awesome. Because I know I was, I was very artsy fartsy in high school, but I didn't pursue it. And there's definitely times I wish I pursued it a lot more. And now mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm so much older, I'm like, uh. There was a couple years where I was working like full time. I was, uh, I don't know, I guess in my early 20s, like trying to fit into that real adult life, I guess. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, like I don't really have time for art. Like that was just in high school. And now like my husband's in the military and I've got to, there's certain things that I have to do. And then after we bought a house and we moved again, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to fit in that mold. I don't want to work a nine to five. I want to go back to doing the things that I loved. Because again, when I was working, I was too tired to do anything else. Right. Yeah, I fully Agreed. get that. So I guess like, um, I have one more I wanted to ask. Yeah. So with you moving every couple of years, I know with digital art, this probably isn't too big of a thing, but do you feel like when you move, are you losing a client base? Or do you feel like when you're like every time you PCS, are you able to kind of build that client base more? Like, do you feel like moving affects your business negatively or positively? Um, I think it's been, I guess a little bit of both. At first it was kind of defeating when I first left Texas. Um, I was doing more jewelry art back Mm -hmm. then and like resin work versus like actually drawing, drawing. And moving just kind of, I was selling in two local stores and doing conventions and stuff. And I kind of felt like, oh, well, I've lost my community the first Mm -hmm. move. And then the second time I moved, you know, I was busy and stuff. And when I started to not be as busy and started taking art more serious again, I was selling in another local store in Florida. And I was like, okay, like this is, this is kind of interesting. Like I'm networking in more than one place and I'm kind of broadening the people that are interested in my stuff. And again, like my art has kind of evolved over the years, like I said, from jewelry to more like traditional art and then like digital art. So I think I've cultivated an interesting following, I guess. I think being in Japan has probably been the hardest part because of the time difference and then the language barrier. Like I can't really sell locally here and doing things off base with the the language barrier is a little bit more difficult to like attend like flea markets or um, outdoor markets or conventions yeah I can only imagine because I mean I deal I I won't lie like I think it's kind of crazy because me and Perry went from the language barrier of German or or Deutsch to yeah yeah to now wow going from Deutsch to um (laughs) to Japanese Japanese. yeah it's been a really rough because it's like for the first like year and a half being here I felt my brain just trying to go back to German yeah. Like people would be like, well, people say something like, oh yeah, Dunga Shun. And they'd be looking at me like, what the? F-? Yeah. <laughs> well, even when I moved to Germany, I was just speaking Spanish at everybody because I'm like, okay, if I'm not speaking English, I only know one other language, better say it. <laughs> I felt that way when I went to Paris that one. T- I think one the one time I went to Paris, I felt like I wanted to speak Spanish because I was hearing French because I was like, you don't speak German to the French. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll speak Spanish. Even though I knew like three words of Spanish, it was a really fun time. I was gonna say, I had a little bit of a slip up like that. I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with art, but 
uh, when I went back after six months of being here, uh, I went to America and then I went to Belize and I was trying to talk to um, the kitchen staff and I said, I was like, sweet master. And I was like, oh no. And they just looked at me like, okay. I was like, uh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> what has been like the hardest part for you, for you for moving around? I know Perry kind of touched on that with moving, but like, what did you find you had to do to kind of rebuild yourself and like kind of get yourself settled here? Um, I don't know if this really answers it, but I wanted to add it in. I was going to say, you know how you send your express shipping or your unaccompanied baggage first, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be like your cooking supplies and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. ours was kind of funny because of, you know, my home business, our unaccompanied baggage was my printer, my Cricut, my cutting machine, my, <laughs> like all my supplies, like print stickers and like packing supplies. And then like my husband's computer. And we got here and, you know, we didn't have anything, you know, for like the first month or so. And I was like, wow, I really should have probably brought like cooking wear and not all of my business. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to cook anyway, so it's fine. It's all good. I know, right? But I was just like, maybe I should have thought about that a little bit more. But that definitely, you know, affected our move because I needed to prioritize. I need this business stuff first before I have, you know, like seven different kinds of towels. Um, yeah. I definitely get that. Yeah, that makes sense how you'd have to rack and stack what you want to do. So I guess like flip this a little bit more positive and what part do you like best? Because I know you do commissions. I mean, for, for goodness sake, Perry has one of the products of a commission, which is phenomenal. Do you find yourself enjoying doing commissions more or do you prefer making just like your own designs and then you end up making them into your products that you sell like your stickers and so forth? Or I know you recently have gotten into TikTok and we've talked about this like sidebar wise. We've talked about this a lot. So like what out of those aspects do you find like you are gravitating the most to these days? I mean, I guess everything has its pros and cons. I really like doing more, I don't know, my own character design, I guess, because I can be more free with it. And it's a lot of fun to create a character in a different universe and stuff like that. And then continue a storyline versus, you know, doing a commission is completely different. You know, I'm creating either a character for somebody else or I'm you know drawing a portrait or even you know like a pet portrait um so they they I guess they have their own pros and cons I guess obviously when you do commission work you have to work with another person so it's more like customer service based versus doing my own designs I just have to worry about myself yes that makes sense that I like them sense. both in their in their own ways I like them both okay um and then TikTok. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with TikTok, but it's funny as a business person, like you quit your nine to five or whatever, what I was working as retail. And you're like, yeah, I totally want to take out or take on a new adventure. I want to basically work twice as much as I was working before. And I want to do all the work. I want to do the customer service. I want to do the social marketing. You know, I want to do the um, packaging and, and sending. And it's funny that, you know, you would pick that over something that would realistically be easier like working retail would be easier than doing yeah, you this you because, clock out period yeah and now I'm like and now you know taking on TikTok I'm doing I'm learning how to video edit and you know do voice captions and stuff like that and it's like yeah let's just add more stuff to my plate but it's fun so where do you see yourself like future wise like what is your future goals I set some loose goals like yearly goals but like and then I of course have long-term goals yeah I guess my yearly goal for this year was to do more with TikTok and branch out more like video wise and learn how to do stuff like that. Maybe be more comfortable being in the videos because I'm kind of a little shy. 
Um, and then more of like You're a long-term so goal. You're so cute. You're so I wish you all could see her. She's got these like kitty headphones on and her room is like pink and purple. It's so cute. I'm sorry. Continue. I, I really, I really want to be in the videos. I see a lot of other artists doing it. It gives me a lot of uh, inspiration and motivation, but but yeah, my long-term goal, um, I think after we leave here, I'd really like to start a Patreon. I would like to do monthly rewards for people and have like sticker clubs and stuff like that. But for being Sign here, it was so be way too hard. I would sign up for that so, so quickly. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, two years, that's my goal in two years is to do Patreon. I guess this is the point in the interview. So um, Taylor, feel free to plug anything you'd like to plug right now. Yeah, so if anybody wants to follow me for, you know, art posts and stuff like that, I'm on Instagram and it's blood cross, you know, just the way it sounds, it's spelled with an extra S, so three S's. And then that's the same for TikTok. It would be blood cross with the three S's. And then my Etsy is just blood cross, just two S's. So it's pretty easy, but everything you can find um, on my Instagram, I have a link, like a website that has links to everything because I also do uh, print on demand through Redbubble. Yeah, so it's all there. What is the best and way to get a hold of you for a commission? Probably Instagram. I have my email address listed on my Etsy as well. Like if people don't use Etsy or they don't use Instagram, um, you can just directly email me. But going through like social media is probably the best way. So um, I guess we all want to say thank you so much for being our very first guest. Thank you for dealing with our fumbles with figuring this all out because you being our first guest, we're trying to figure this out as yes. we're doing this. No, Thanks it's cool. Thanks for letting me be the guinea pig. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So, thank you so much, Taylor. I'm sure thank we'll so see much. more from you later. Yes. All right. Thanks. Thank right. you. Bye. Bye. So Perry, what did you think of that interview? I love Taylor so much. I, as a analytical person that has no creative talents whatsoever, I have nothing but admiration for people like her that not only can do this amazing art, but also can do this amazing art and run their own business and do all of their marketing. And, you know, as she talked about learning new things to, you know, stay relevant and grow her business. I just think she's amazing. I think I'm fangirling actually. I mean, I feel like it's really easy to kind of fangirl over stuff like that because it's a lot of respect at the end of the day because like we've always talked about is that when you're military, you're basically told every couple years expect to move, you know, that includes, right. you know, moving and losing your support system, mm-hmm. moving yourself halfway across the world, which could be supplies for your mm-hmm. business. And like she even said in the interview, she had to choose, she had to pick and choose how she was even going to ship her stuff so that she could not put herself behind because of moving. Right. She had to not let that affect her business. That's like really commendable that she's able to do that. Yeah. Even though she had lived without, you know, cookware and towels for a while. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta make your choices and roll yeah. with them yeah. the best you can. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I hope that you all really enjoyed this interview as much as we did. If you guys have your own business and you want to talk to us and tell us about any struggles or things that you think are relevant and people need to be aware of, just drop us a DM. We'd love to have more people on the show. And definitely check out Taylor at Blood Cross um, everywhere on social media and give her some love and support. We will be putting her links in the description 
just in case if you miss the spelling or you miss the name we're going to be dropping links for the promotion we will be posting we will be tagging her instagram as well so feel free to check her out in on our instagram feel free to follow the links to her support her she is a small business so every single time you check out her stuff, every time you like a post or you comment on any of her posts on Instagram, you are helping her with the algorithm. You are helping her with her business. So please go give her a follow, give, go give her a like, check out her Etsy shop, check out her other shops. She has a lot of really cool designs. Um, as someone who did a commission through her, like just I was just shocked how well she was able to take the image um, that I gave her, which I guess we'll just talk about it. When I ended up commissioning Taylor last year was shortly after Perry lost Tina. And as someone who loves artsy fartsy stuff myself, I was like, how can I give Perry something personal that could help with the loss of her animal? And I ended up reaching out to Taylor to do a commission of Tina. And I remember I sent her like five or six pictures of Tina. I said, I need you to capture her cuteness but also her wild, her wild look, I guess. Like her yeah. eyes are always just so emotional. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say Taylor did not skip a beat when it came to the commission. I was, I cried when I saw it. it was and then perfect. I know, yeah, and Perry cried a little bit when I said yeah. it to her. Yeah, so, it was absolutely perfect. So, you, so she does pretty, pretty bomb commissions. <laughs> yes, she does. So, um, give her some love if you're thinking about getting something commissioned. Um, and we will talk to you all on our regularly Very soon. scheduled programming when we return on Wednesday. Bye. Bye.